What do you think's holding them does to stay in that area? Well, you got to find what they need, right? You, you know what yeah. the deer needs, Alex. They need shelter, they need water, <coughs> and they need food, right? So, so yeah. you're hunting those things down, and, and and then not just picking where that is, but how do they get in and out of mm-hmm. of those areas? You know, and then that's where this this stand is at. It, it's in that funnel where you know this is where they're gonna come through, and that's where they do every year. So just. Just onto the south of my stand, I've got a five-acre lake that they come in and drink out of. And just cause, uh... Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb the... Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to wiseeyesmartcam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. WiseEye Technologies presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Calling via phone from my cabin here in southern Missouri. And Redbone is in the studio. Wayne Locke will not be joining us uh, this week uh, because he is babysitting. <laughs> he said Renee isn't home yet and time to relieve him. So he will not be here. But uh, this week's show is part two of Peak Rut Hunting Techniques and Tactics. And we're going to talk about uh, some tactics and things that's working. I had a good hunt uh, the last two days, Redbone. I saw, you know, a few bucks and a lot of does. And mm-hmm. uh, it's all about food source. We're going to talk about that and, you know, entering and exiting your hunting areas, and we got a guest today, Mr. Adam Thomas with Buckridge is going to talk also with us about peak rut hunting techniques and tactics, but also the importance of feeding your deer and wildlife throughout the winter months to keep them healthy. Exactly. So, great show lined up. Yeah, it's a great show, and and um, I don't know what else we want to talk about here, I know we're waiting on Adam here in just a few minutes, but... Uh, uh, well, all of our area teams are done in high school football. Uh, Ava got beat over the weekend, so uh, the Ava Bears are done. And I uh, know a couple of teams over uh, Cape uh, may still be playing. I know Valley Catholic is still playing over on Cape Girardeau, uh, over St. Genevieve, excuse me. And uh, Portageville over in the southeast uh, got beat by Marionville over in the southwest. So high school season for most everybody, Alex, is done. Except for Salem, yeah, Arkansas. Beat Ava? Uh, Seneca. Lamar beat Ava? No, Seneca beat Ava like 55 to 6 or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they the real deal. really good. Well, that and, uh, and Ava is really good. I mean, to make it to the, you know, the state quarterfinals is, is really good. They won their district and all that. But, um, yeah, it, I know it's sad for the seniors when it all comes to an end, but now it's time to start putting in the work for next year. I agree. Uh, good luck to all the, the final teams that's still competing for the state championship. Uh, to, and thank you for listening to our show all across the country. And uh, now we'll move on to NFL. 
Pittsburgh Steelers got beat last night. I wish Dwayne was here. I'd rather be <laughs> The Pittsburgh Steelers have no offense whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, their defense is pretty good. I mean, Steelers always put a good defense on the field, but absolutely no offense. And I feel bad. I got a lot of Steeler fans that I, or uh, Steeler friends who are Steeler fans. And um, yeah. they're, 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 they're struggling a little bit right now offensively. But, and we're recording this early because I'm actually headed out bright and early in the morning on Tuesday to go to Peoria, Illinois. Thayer Bobcats are playing in the Tournament of Champions up in Peoria, Illinois this week. But uh, Chiefs are, as we're recording this, actually are getting ready to start against the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch. So everybody by now should know who won that game. But, uh, yeah, Monday Night Football and the Eagles in Kansas City. Whew. I wish I was there. Yeah, me too. But I do think uh, the Chiefs got their hands full. I really do. Uh, I know yep. the Chiefs are predicted to win 60%. Yep. Uh, but I'm telling you, I've been watching all the games. I think it's going to be a close game. And oh, I yeah, think absolutely. Chiefs better be on their A games, all I can say. Because yep. I'm a Chiefs fan, but, I, I, but, but they're really an all-around versatile team. Mm-hmm. And I'm impressed with the Eagles. I made the statement a couple of weeks ago that I think uh, Philadelphia is probably the best all-around team in the NFL. Yeah, well, they are the best team in the NFC, and the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. So they met last year in the Super Bowl. I mean, th- this is what football is all about, getting to, getting to play that rematch. Yeah. Uh, and what about the Missouri Tigers, Alex? The Tigers? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, and by the time this show airs, they will have played Arkansas because their game is on Friday this week. But uh, And Missouri Tigers... Uh, looking to go to a major bowl game this year, probably a New Year's Day bowl. Yeah, they're setting. They were setting ninth before they the, the last win when they beat Florida. That's probably going to move them up. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Although there weren't a whole lot of teams above them that lost, but yeah, they could move up. And boy, if they just had if they just had that last two minutes back in that game against Georgia. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they, they had Georgia beat. Well, they they, they played them toe to toe. They just let Georgia have when when we had the ball last, we threw an interception, and I don't know. They should have been running the football, in my opinion, instead of throwing it. But that's I don't get paid to coach them. I just get paid to yeah. to yeah. root for them. All right. Yeah. Hey, before we go to a break, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. Belated happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and I want to mention um, Mrs. Carter that passed away, Jimmy Carter's wife. Uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we got Adam Thomas Bunkridge joining us. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hi, I'm Preston Pittman, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Hunting off the farm, wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys. You ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits across the creek up a big old hill year after year got my hunting 
Grits presents. Welcome back to segment two, American Roots Outdoors. Again, our topic is peak rut hunting techniques and tactics. And our special guest is Adam Thomas, the director of operations for Buck Grits at Seymour Milling in Scott City, Missouri. Welcome to the show, Adam. Great to be here, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. What's the weather doing over there along the Mississippi River? I guess you're there, or you may be on a, for all I know, on another state because you travel every day somewhere. Well, I have to travel in a different country when you're trying to get a hold of me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in southeast Missouri right now, and it is wet and rainy and cold. So, we've been needing that. I'm not arguing with that at one bit. We needed the moisture. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, you know, Adam, uh, uh, the topic, again, is peak rut hunting techniques and tactics. We're going to talk about the importance of keeping healthy deer later on in the show, but you shot a real big, mature buck, and, and talk about that deer real quick. Yeah, you know, I, I went home. I go back home where I grew up every year for opening weekend of deer season. So I, I'm going to northwest Missouri to a little town called Bethany, and, and I go spend a week, uh, weekend with my dad and and go hunt the same stand I've hunted since I was a kid. Um, that's what I do. And, and, uh, it works out, you know, the rut was in full swing when I went up home this year and, and, uh, it just worked out perfect because, you know, the more, the more you hunt one spot, you understand where those does are going to be and where those bucks are going to hang out and, and where they're going to hole up. And, and again, I, I, Man, if I let other people know where this stand was, they'd be trying to root me out of it, including my brothers, right? They uh, they give me crap every year, Alex. For the last four years in a row, I could have been tagged out by by just after shooting hours on opening day. Two years, uh, you know, four years ago and three years ago, I, I shot, I tagged out that morning, and I'm talking like before 7 o'clock, as soon as you could see enough to shoot. Wow. Last year, I let him walk. And this year, I shot the one I let walk last year. So um, it's a heck of a productive stand. And, and again, it comes down in, in peak rut. Like, you know, you got to know where those does are going to be, you know, where, where they're going to hang out and, and how those bucks are going to follow them. And, and uh, you know, you find the bucks by following the doe, at least I do. You know, when, when you see where those does are hanging out and when they start getting crazy and running back and forth, that's how I shot this year, um, you know, that opening day. I'd seen a few deer walking around. I'd seen a few does. Had a six-point walk right underneath me, you know, let him go. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, these does in the timber up in front of me, I could see, and they start running back and forth and back and forth. I said, okay, I know what's happening here, boy. There's a buck in that timber, right? You know what's going on. And, uh, man, it wasn't five minutes later, I heard this big, loud grunt. You know, you knew it was a buck. You know, wow. You, you, yeah. you exactly just like that. I said, okay, I know you're there. I'll just hang out. I'm patient. Yeah. And uh, about five minutes later, he came walking out. And, and man, just main beans like Coke bottles, Alex. You saw the picture. Just great, big, thick, thick antlers. And as soon as I saw him, I said, yeah, uh, my day's going to be over quick this time. You know, <laughs> So... Uh, we put him on the ground, and it was a really fun hunt. Wow. Yeah, and those are big-body deer up in northwest Missouri, too. I mean, it's not like our southern Missouri deer. I mean, we produce some big racks and, and some big deer, but not like those ones up there in the cornfields and soybeans and all that stuff. Well, I tell you what, I wish you were there to help me lift him in the back of a truck. That <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, if I may interrupt, uh, interject here, uh, the pictures you sent me, 
the mass is unbelievable. You saw it too, Red Bone, I yeah. believe. But but absolutely a massive buck. Have you have you put a tape on him yet? I know he's over 150 inches. You can tell by looking at him. Maybe even better. Yeah, I was guessing him at about 160 inches, and uh, yeah. I got him. I got him to the taxidermy shop, and we're going to measure him up. But I didn't get him measured up yet. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm going off my eyes and and what I've shot off that farm in the past, and and I'm guessing him about 160 inches, and and. Again, even if he comes up a little short of that, I'm so proud of him just because yeah. of that mass. I mean, for every other deer I got on the wall, and they've got nice racks on them, but I could barely <laughs> touch my fingers around his bases. They were so big, you know. So, Adam, uh, the secret to those does holding you up there, staying in that area, what would you uh, uh, c- contribute to going back to that same spot? And this, not just because you know they're going to be there, but what holds them there? What do you think's holding them those to stay in that area? Well, you got to find what they need, right? You, you know yeah. what a deer needs, Alex. They need shelter, they need water, <coughs> and they need food, right? So, so yeah. you're hunting those things down, and, and and then not just picking where that is, but how do they get in and out of mm-hmm. of those areas? You know, and then that's where this this stand is at. It, it's in that funnel where you know this is where they're gonna come through, and that's where they do every year. So just just onto the south of my stand, I've got a five-acre lake that they come in and drink out of, and and just to the to the uh, north of it, there's there's cornfields that they go feed out of, and then this draw provides that cover, you know. So it's not a great big 40, 50 acre timber that I hunt. It's a wow. little draw that probably doesn't have three and a half acres of woods in it, wow. you know. But that's that's where they're gonna funnel through when they're moving, and and that's how we find those does. It's the best cover in that area, and they've got shelter they've got food they've got water they got everything they need right there beautiful beautiful it's, it's like putting a puzzle together Redbone. yeah it really is i was going to ask you if, if wind is ever an issue in that spot i mean do you have to pick a day when the wind is right or is it a place that you can hunt regardless of the wind you can really hunt this regardless of the wind that's the best part of it oh, wow. you know, most generally the wind is coming you know from the west or, or the northwest and that's pushing my scent away, away from that draw and away from the area of travel. So um, it's just, again, it's a, I'm lucky to have that spot to hunt. I've been hunting it since I was a kid. And of all the deer I've got hanging on the wall, all but one of them came out of that stand. That's awesome. You know, that's kind of like you reflecting back to your roots. You know, your grandpa probably is the first one that ever told you to go there. My right or your dad? Well, you're 100% right. My, now, my grandpa never hunted. Uh, you know, my grandpa fought in the war, and he came home. That's just not what he did. You know, he wasn't going to do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. So, but he knew, he knew where they were at, and, and he'd tell me, he said, let's go look at this, you know, and he'd help, he helped me set up the stand. He's helped me drag deer out of the woods, but he just wasn't a hunter, you know. But uh, this was the one that'll really get you, Alex. I'm not 200 yards out the back door of the house. Where that <laughs> at. I ain't kidding, boys. And, and, and no. I'm not a mile. I'm not a mile from the interstate. I, I can hear the cars going up and down the interstate, and I can hear my dad shut the truck door when he wakes up in the morning when I'm sitting in that stand. That's beautiful, Redbone. Yeah. Well, and Alex, and we got to go to break here before we do. Just want to make a statement that attests to the fact that the animals they get used to the noises they hear every day, and it and it doesn't really become an issue. Good stuff. We're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back, 
We're going to give you more American Roots with Mr. Adam Thomas, Mr. Buck Gritson. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're listening to my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never got to worry. Hey, guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. American Roots. the Ammunition presents Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, segment three of our show. Again, our guest, Adam Thomas, Director of Operations of Buck Grits, Seymour Milling, is our guest, and he's an extraordinary whitetail hunter. He's killed a lot of nice bucks from northern Missouri, Bethany, Missouri, and he shared some stories with us uh, about his roots and about a buck that he killed this year. And then something you said really stuck with me. I just wanted to touch on this again. Because I think people need to understand this. You said it doesn't matter what wind you have. That's a great spot. So I'm assuming, Adam, that's probably the highest spot in that location. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it, uh, it's got a ridge on each side of this draw, and that draw creates a funnel that they travel through, right? So that's uh-huh. why I'm I'm up on top of it. And I, I've been teaching my my younger brothers the same thing because. They're they're trying to be white tail hunters too, and and they're quite a bit younger than I am. But you know they're, they're stuck in hunting great big timbers and things. The guys don't don't be where they're going, be in the middle where they're traveling. You know that's, exactly. where, that's where I see them, and and so I'm trying to teach them the same thing. And and you know I'm up on a ridge about a hundred yards down to the to the draw where I where I usually kill these deer. Mm-hmm. And when that wind's blowing, I mean even if it's blowing towards them. My spin's high enough above it, those aren't over the top of them, you know. So I, I've, I have yet to be winded in that stand. And I'm telling you, they'll walk within 15, 20 yards of it. They'll walk wow. right underneath me sometimes. That's cool. Now, that's just outstanding and a great testament to, uh, you know, the fact that the stand placement can mean everything. And that may sound like, well, obviously, but, but really not obviously. Uh, it, it can mean everything because you can hunt that stand anytime, like like you just said. So, Alex, my question for for you and and anybody is: What uh, are the deer still being vocal? I mean, you know, we know they are in the, in the pre rut; and they're getting vocal and they're chasing chasing does. But now they're, I mean, they're they're in a hot rut, and some of them are locked down with does. And can you still be vocal with these deer? Well, Redbone, uh, I've hunted the last three days my, my one of my properties here in Burke Street, and uh, every day that I've been in the stand, I've had bucks grunting at does. Really? Uh, I passed a a four and a half year old eight point up twice now. I got unbelievable footage of him, and uh, I'm sitting over an eagle seed food plot this evening. I'm going to paint the picture for everybody. 
uh, eagle seed, and, and these does are flowing in there, coming in there. I've got several does around me. And uh, if you'll watch deer's body language, uh, they can tell you a lot about if a deer's coming or if they see danger or uh, they spot something before you spot it. They'll be like a bird dog on point looking. And uh, these does just come in from the south and they come in. Uh, I kept looking around and looking back, looking back, looking back. And I looked through the woods and picked up my binoculars and looked through the woods and I could see these gray legs coming through the timber, coming into this Eagle Sea food plot. And Susie got to the edge of the woods. He ain't been about 125 inch, 130-inch point. And he stands there and he looks around. He's gray-faced. We call him the gray-faced eight. And he looks around and he sees those does and he's wind-checking. He goes directly to the does that come in from the south and he goes to growling at them and grunting going, I got it all on video. The audio is unbelievable. He's lip curling them and pushing them. And uh, what's so, so cool about this deal is, and you know, we're in the peak rut right now. I still got a lot of does at him, Mike, that have fawns with him. It's crazy here. So I'm, I'm going to have a late rut. You know, another late rut. It's going to linger on, plumb in through December. So, yeah, I, I watched the fawn today. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said you'll have that secondary rut come in in another month, and you'll they'll be chasing all over again. Exactly. Something to keep in mind, uh, a tip, and I've shared it many times. If you see a lot of chasing going on a certain day, mark your calendar. You know, if those does didn't got, did not get bred, and a month later, they'll come back into heat. So mark that mm-hmm. back from 30 days to that the date that you saw all this action going on in your area to the secondary rut that could possibly hit. That will hit, let's say. But anyway, I watched Fawns today uh, suck on his mama just for a little bit, and she hook-kicked it away. So mm-hmm. I've said a lot of those with Fawns, guys. So don't give up. We've got muzzleloading season coming in in Missouri. December 22nd through January, 1st of January. And I'm looking forward to that. Hope that the Bucks don't lose their racks. Uh, but I'm also going to bow hunt between now and that, that muzzleloader season. But I want to ask you this. Uh, what caliber rifle do you shoot? And do you shoot, what grain of bullet do you shoot, Adam? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I thought you had to have a hand cannon on your shoulder. And, uh, I still shoot that gun right now, and the reason I do is because my son, I've got him shooting a smaller caliber rifle. Mm-hmm. So I still took a 300 out to the woods with a 300 wind mag, and I was shooting 180 grains, um, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously more than horny. Yeah, yeah, horny bullet. bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely horny bullet. That's the best bullet yeah. out there. I I know that you rep them, but that's uh, yeah. that's all I buy. That's all I shoot. So that's that's uh, I guarantee they're going down. You put one of those in them. So. Uh, but yeah, that's what I shoot, and you know, obviously one shot, one kill, on something like that, and and uh, have had really good luck. Now, there's going to come a day that I'm going to retire that rifle just because it, it's a Browning A bolt medallion. It's a beautiful oh, wow. rifle. I should not should not be taking it into the woods. Alex. You would you stump me if you saw what I was doing, and uh, it needs to be in a case and and display because it's just beautiful, and I need to retire it before I tear it up. How long? How long you, you been? Retired. Give it to me, a red bone. We'll take it. 
Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. Oh, man. Well, I was going well, to ask, uh, I was gonna ask Adam. Something. Yeah, I was going to ask, Adam. I was going to ask, how long have Go you ahead. been, how, how long have you been hunting with that gun and, and approximately how many deer have you killed with it? That is, that's a great question. And that is the second rifle I ever carried into the woods. I bought that thing when I was 16 years old with money I made in the summer, uh, working on the farm for some neighbors. And I bought that gun from a, a guy in town and I've hunted with it since I was 16. So that would have been about 2001. And I have killed my gosh, I'd have to add them up. Guys. I've killed a bunch of, every, every buck, every big buck I've killed has been with that rifle that I do know. And the amount of does that I've put down with it over the years, I, I can't even count them. I mean, I have put a lot of rounds to that rifle and a lot of deer on the ground. And uh, people, my dad would tease me, he'd go, how come you're using something so daggum big? I said, well, Dad, I don't like chasing them. And if I shoot them That's in the right. butt, they're still going down, you know? <laughs> well, it gives you confidence. And, and what we want to share with all of our listeners is you want to shoot a rifle, it gives you confidence. You don't want to shoot That's a right. caliber rifle that, that you may have to track a deer it's just like shooting a bow. You got your favorite bow, your favorite broadhead, your favorite arrows. You know, you got to have faith of what you're using, and you've definitely got faith in that 300. And I, I've got faith in that 300 half the years, and yeah. And uh, but hey, I got to. We got to talk about something else. You mentioned you, you said you hope those bucks still had their racks on the secondary rut. Alex, you got to keep have. those bucks with those racks on their heads, don't you? Oh, yeah. My bucks will have it because I'm feeding butt grits. We're going to talk about that. That's segment right. Four. Segment four. That's Don't right. Don't go, everybody. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about peak rut hunting act techniques and tactics. But we're going to touch on the importance of healthy deer. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and Friends. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp. 24 volt single battery weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. They ain't down. We'll be waiting when they hit the ground. Big time coming, it's what we do. From a whipper wheel to a no Soil Pro Outdoors presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Again, we're talking about peak rut hunting techniques and tactics. 
Our special guest, Adam Thomas, just shared some story with us and his success. And just to wrap it up in an eggshell here and reiterate what he touched on is the stand location. He is the highest spot in his location overlooking a valley and two ridges run together there. They cannot wind in either direction. And travel routes. He's hunting travel routes, nor were the does rat, number three. And he's intercepting these deer when they're coming from food to bedding and back to food, etc. So keep that in mind. It's peak rut. Find your does, find your food sources. You're going to close the deal. You'll see a good buck, hopefully. With that said, we was talking about buck grits, and hopefully some of these deer don't lose their horns. My deer won't lose the horn because I've been feeding bug rits. I'm telling you, the deer are the healthiest I've ever seen in my life, and I'm not saying it to be a hard sell. It's the truth. All the does on my property, Redbone, Adam, are fat as hogs, and their hair is slick and pretty and shiny. So I'm feeding about a ton a month right now on my farm. And, uh, again, I feed in my yard. I don't have 400-yard radius of it. And you cannot hunt over feed in Missouri. We do not advocate anybody hunting over feed where it's illegal, where it's prohibited. So states that can use it, if you're not using butt rich, you're missing out. If you don't believe me, Adam, Daryl Monk with Wise Eye bought two pallets Mm -hmm. of it. He said, he sent me a picture. He goes, Alex, I just put it out. He said, 40 minutes, they was already on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It brings them in. I had a guy try to tell me the other day, he goes, well, they truly can't smell that, can they? What's the answer to that, Alex? Can they smell it? <laughs> they can smell their noses in the air. They smell that's it. Right. That, that's the thing Daryl told me the first time. Well, I just sent him a couple bags, right? Yeah. Daryl Monk down there, he said, hey, let me try this. Out. Alex has been telling me about it. I said, okay. So we sent him a couple bags down, and I'm telling you, I had a phone call the next day when he got it. He said, Adam, <laughs> I went out, and I put it. I had never fed it before. He put it out. In front of a camera, obviously, he's wise eye, right? They're going to have cameras on it. And he said before he even got back to the truck, I mean, he just left the spot, walked directly back to his truck. He had notifications coming up on his phone that deer were on that camera in that location. And he said they were coming out of the woods with their noses out going straight to it. So you can't tell me they don't smell it. Wow. Exactly. There's no secret additives. And, and again, let's just talk about this. We've got several minutes left here. In this segment, then we've got a bonus segment coming up for the podcast. Uh, tell everybody again uh, the secret of Buck Grits. What, what creates this great product? Well, we're taking the absolute best part of a kernel of corn that's going to help a deer or a cow or any other animal that's eating a feed be healthy. We're taking the protein, the amino acids, the fat, all the things that give it flavor and let them turn it into into uh, muscle and fat and nutrients in their body, and we're putting it all in one package because um, we're, we're stripping out some of the starches and the, the pieces that they're not going to use, the fiber. We're pulling that out, and we're left with just, just energy and protein and micronutrients and amino acids. That's what's left, and that's what they come for because we release that natural aroma, right, that natural oil aroma that they're going to smell. It brings them the whole corn, but it's concentrated, so they – they get that aroma on the wind and they come to it. Cause like, wow, that smells like a treat. Here I come. You know, we don't have, uh, acorn flavor and we don't have maple. We don't have 
um, molasses or apple or anything else. It's just just the product, just the corn itself. We just opened it up and it releases that aroma, and they just come come from miles away to come get it. Uh, so, Adam, here, here's my question, right? And uh, does it work better in some parts of the country than others? I mean, you know, if you're up north in in corn country, do they still differentiate and and come to it? Or you know, here in the south, we don't yeah, grow up, corn. Up, you, know, you, you understand what I'm what I'm asking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. And up up north and and where I hunt, you know, it's cornfields as far as you can see all over, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as you get out of town there, it's just corn and beans, corn and beans. Everywhere yeah. you go, they still come to buck grits. Because really? even though the corn's out there, buck grits is a treat, right? It, it, it They come in for it because it's easier for them to eat. You know, they don't have to grind their teeth up trying to chew on corn. Right. They're not hunting down all the way across the field. If you've got a feeder out there coming to the feeder, obviously. Um but it has that natural draw, and I, I, if there's an area that they don't come to it in, I haven't found it yet, guys. I'm not saying it's not out there, but everywhere we have sent buck grit, we get the same feedback of, how come I didn't have this stuff a long time ago? This stuff works. The best thing I've put out on cameras yet, that's all we ever hear. I've yet to hear a person put buck grits out, call me up and say, Adam, this really didn't do what I thought it was going to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, Alex, but I haven't heard it yet. Have you? Well, I haven't, I haven't heard it. And I can tell you this right now. Uh, I've been with you guys going on three years and I'm not saying to kiss your butt or, or, or suck up or whatever. Uh, before I ever become a partner with you guys and promoting the product, they, they sent me a sample and I've done a live video of, uh, feeding the deer in my yard, and I had the regular feed that I've been feeding them for years, and I dumped the buck grits about 20 yards from it, and there was five does, mature does, that come in to, to feed, and uh, four of the mature does left the original feed and went straight to the buck grits. If I must explain to everybody, uh, I say must, but I'd like to explain to everybody what buck grits smells like. If you like cream of wheat or malt meal, it's exactly what it smells like. Deer love the smell of it. And uh, I'm, I'm just truly impressed with the product. And we're getting uh, placement in a lot of stores right now and Buckeyes and uh, Hearst Farm and Feed. And there's lots of stores calling, carrying it in Arkansas. And uh, the doors are fixed to blow wide open Redbone with yeah. buck grits at the dealer level. Yeah, and it's one of those things, Alex, and, and you can attest to this because you did it. If people just go and just use it one time and, you know, set their cameras or sit with binoculars and watch or whatever, then they're going to they're gonna be they're gonna be believers because it, it works, it, it works fast, and the deer just keep coming back. Yeah, I, I want to say this, too, and now I'm going to let Adam talk. <clears throat> We're talking about bug risk, but I also want to say the importance of having other food source other than buckrits, good food plots, and treating those food plots with a product like Soil Pro to, to create a healthy plants mm-hmm. and a good product like Eagle Seed Smorgasbord. You know, when you you got that and you also have buckrits and, and say, your sanctuary area, you've created a great, great uh, food source and, and supplement for them, especially during the stress times. Uh, a lot of these bucks right now are chasing does and they're really running down, uh, losing weight tremendously. Uh, I've got a, a three and a half, four and a half year old that comes into buck grits every day. 
and he, he's got a lot of does around him, and you wouldn't believe the weight he's took to paint it at him. But he just butt rich. He eats it every day. Right, so we got about a minute right, and a half left. Is really yeah, we got about a minute and a half, uh, Adam. About a minute and a half left here uh, in the show. What, what do you want to tell people about buck grits, or if you want to give us some wisdom for you know hunting here late in the rifle season and, and into the second half of the bow season? Stage is all yours. Well, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about what Alex was just talking about with buck grits. Buck grits is, is really designed not to be a, a full feed, right? It's designed to be a supplement and an attractant. Right? It works in both ways. So if you're hunting a state that is legal to use attractants, you put out buck grits, and, and like I said, they get it on the wind, and they're coming. They're coming at the tree. Um, but it works in our area as a supplement, just like Alex was describing it. Have your food plot. Have a main food source for forage and, and things out, out there, and then the buckets is a supplement that gives them the extra protein and the extra fat they need to stay in condition and not lose weight and carry that condition into the winter so you don't worry about them you know, losing them over the winter in a hard winter. But then they also have that same that same energy in their body and they're healthy. And when they start putting on a rack for the following year, they're going to put on a bigger rack. And the does are going into gestation uh, healthy and they're raising a, a good fawn and they're putting it on the ground in the spring and then they've got good milk for that fawn. So bug rich is a supplement um, to keep your deer extra healthy used in concert with everything else that you're managing on your land or on your farm. And, uh, you know, we just have had tremendous luck and, and we're so excited to keep bringing that to everybody else and letting everyone else see what we already know that buck grits will change the way you manage your farm. There you go, Alex. I mean, you can't say it any better than that. And, uh, it's about well, time for us to, to wrap it up here for today and been an interesting show and love the story earlier on about the, uh, the hunting spot and the, and the big deer, uh, but it's it's time for us to go for this week. Yeah, I, I want to say we're going to talk about in the bonus segment. If you're a podcast listener, and we're going to talk about the proper way to feed buck grits and to set your wise eye cameras up to capture the most photos, the best photos with Adam. He's an expert at this. Want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, Adam, for being a great guest on our show, sharing a lot of great knowledge. And uh, Redbone, when your roots runs deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Do you want to sell your land? Do you want to buy land, hunting land, farmland? Contact Legacy Farm and Land Specialist, LLC. Ryan McKinley, tell us about Legacy. Legacy Farm and Land Specialist, LLC, is based out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We service all the state of Missouri. We're opening up an office in Kentucky. Come and see us. There you have it, folks. Legacy Land and Farm Specialist, LLC. Buy, sell, auction. Ryan McKinley, 573-683-1449. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors podcast segment. If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to your favorite podcast career. We air in 19 countries. We're on every outdoor podcast career available 
We want to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show. And if you'd like to hear something, a topic or something, email us. Go to our website, message us, www.americanrootsoutdoors. And again, back with our guest, Adam Thomas, Director of Operations of Seymour Milling, of Buck Ritz, the creator and founder of it. Uh, this guy has created a product that to do go nuts over. It's not only an attractive, but it's a, a product that helps keep your deer healthy. What we're going to talk about here, Adam, is when you feed buckwheat, what's the correct way to feed it? You just dump it on the ground. Now, when I set mine up, I got all my life by cameras, and I'll tell you my strategy and what I do, but tell me what you do when you feed and set up for your cameras. Well, when we set up to feed bug grits, I, I like using one of those tube-type feeders that keeps it up off the ground. You've got the, the product is dry, it's taken care of, and you've got the tubes coming out of the bottom. Uh, there's several different brands you can use or you can try, uh, but the deer just sticks its nose in there and it eats out of those shoots. You know, that, that to me, is, is the ideal way to present bug grits. Um, we don't want it getting wet. Uh, and if you're going to be out there and feeding it daily like you do, Alex, or or uh, if you're going to go out to a new spot of wood where you can use an attractive yeah. estate that allows that, you know, you can take one of the bags in with you. It's got the handle on it, and then you can dump it out, and, and it works great that way. Um, but ideally, when I'm setting up a feeder for butt grits for long-term effect, I'm putting it in, in, in a type of feeder that's going to keep it dry, and it's going to let that deer go in and eat out of the feeder without putting a bunch on the ground. It can, can end up wasted if it gets rained on and wet. That's a great tip. Uh, what I feed on the ground and what I share with, with my listeners and, and when I do seminars, you don't want to feed in the same spot every time. You want to move it 10 yards or whatever, you know, every two or three weeks or whatever. But that keeps diseases from spreading, et cetera. But what, what I like to do is set my wise eye cameras up. And what I do is I go about six foot out from the camera and I'll dump in a single line. I usually dump two bags in a single line, and therefore, deer don't have to fight over it. You can capture multiple deer in the shots when you you spread your feed out, that butt rich that way. Uh, some people say, well, I want a close-up of my buck's antlers. I want to see how good this deer really is. Well, what you do then is you just dump you know, a, a little pile right there in front of the camera, and... Uh, to let it be known, when you do do this, less deer are going to eat it because deer will move on and try to find another uh, feed food somewhere else. But usually if the buck moves in, the does step out of the way anyway, Adam Redbone. Yeah, and I would think... No, you're right, they do. We, we see that. Yeah, I would, I would think you know, putting it out in the line obviously would be the best way to do it. But here's my question for somebody that says, I'm going to get some of that. If, if you're going to you know, put it out every day or every other day or whatever the case may be, how much should you spread at a time? I mean, the, the whole, uh, the whole bag or, you know, five pounds or, I mean, or does it matter? Well, the deer are going to tell you how much to put out, you know, and it depends on how many deer you have. Like Alex, you know, he's fed in in that area for a Mm -hmm. long time and, and the deer come in and they know that there's going to be a supplement for them there. So he has a lot more traffic than some others may, but it really comes down to how many deer you're going to have in the area. You don't have to have a tremendous amount. You know, if you're giving them a pound or a pound and a half 
per head per day type of deal. Let's be talking like a cattleman again. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, but that, that's all you need, you know. So I mean, if you're putting a whole bag out, I would assume that you're going to expect somewhere close to twenty deer to come through there in a day's time. Um, and of course, they'll eat. A deer will eat as much as it wants, as much as it needs. Now, that doesn't mean you have to feed them that much, Alex. You know, I mean, just because the deer will eat 20 pounds that day, you can give them 10, and you're still going to supplement them and, and increase it. Because, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. Most of us live on budgets, right? We can't all afford exactly. to feed a ton of buck grits a month. Yeah. Well, you don't have to feed a ton a month. You know, yeah. if you're just supplementing out in an area, you know, if you're putting out a half a bag a day, you're doing way more good than you realize the health of your deer. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, I'm feeding a lot of deer, <laughs> a, a lot right. of deer on my place. But that makes sense, a pound, a pound and a half per deer. So if you figure that out, 20 pound bag, that should take care of, of 15, 10 to 15 deer easily. At least, yeah, at least that many. And if not, closer to 20, you know. I mean, again, it comes down to how fast are they coming to it, and, and how many times are they visiting the feeder in a day? You know, you can come up with that. But um, if my deer are getting a pound to a pound and a half of butt grits a day, I'd be happy as a was. I think you're going to have a really healthy deer at that rate. And and then, you're, you're again, you're using it like a supplement. You're not trying to put them on a full feed ration. Yeah. You're fattening out your deer calf. Mm-hmm. You're trying to supplement them and, and still not interrupt their habits. You know, you still want them to travel, to to the food sources and water and around. You don't want them just living in, in, in 100-yard circles, you know? Yeah, yeah. Great information, Redbone. It is great information. And uh, and I'll ask another, I think, maybe somewhat obvious question. I think I know the answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Is this something that you would want, uh, butt grits, is this something that you would want to mix with something else? I mean, is that a proper question to ask? I don't we haven't mixed it with anything else, and, and I don't know what I would mix it with, to be honest. I, sure. I think uh, depending on how you supplement, you know, of course, Butt Grits is an evolving brand, and we're going to continue to innovate and bring new things to market, and, and you know, we may do some mm-hmm. of that for you at some point. You know, Alex and I have talked about several several opportunities to grow the brand, um, but right now, I'll tell you what I'm doing with it is, is you have your feeder out, and, and you got the deer coming into your feeder and I'm putting some sort of a mineral supplement below that, uh, whether it's a, a trace mineral block or something, that a trophy rock, something that the deer can come up and get a little more uh, minerals into their diet with, and, and that's it. You know, I mean, that, that to me, uh, after that, they're going out to the fields and they're, they're foraging and, and they're being a deer, you know, which is what we want them to be. I want them to be a deer. Yeah. Yeah. Great information. Great information. I just want to say to all of our listeners, if you want to become a Buck Grits dealer, go to www.buckgrits.com, uh, give them, leave them a message, email them your address, and they'll send you information. If you also want a free sample, hey, email them. Go to our Facebook page, Buck Grits, and uh, give us a message. We'll send you a pack to try. Uh, Adam, you've been a great guest, great information, great product. And I'm very honored to be a part of this this new brand, this new product. I've been with you now going on three years, and I, I see big things happening for Butt Grits. 
Well, thanks for having me, Alex. I sure appreciate it. Anytime you invite us to the show, we want to come and be a part of it. And, yeah. you know, we've been together with Buck Grits from the beginning, and we're going to be yep. together there in the end, and we're just That's trying right. to share it with the rest of the nation. So. Yep. I want all my friends using Buck Grits Red Bone. Yeah, and before we let Adam go here and wrap things up on the uh, the bonus segment, uh, is there a, a, a locator on your website, Adam, uh, com, where people can find uh, retailers that carry the product in their local area? We're, we're starting to list the retailers on the website to tell people where to find it. But the okay. thing that I, I'm telling everyone that reaches out is that if you can't find it in your area, let us know where your area is and talk to your local retailer. We're trying to set up dealers as fast as we can. I know we're not in front of everybody yet, um, but we're setting them up just as quick as they're contacting us. So if you're in an area that you can't get butt grits, go talk to your, your feed store manager. Go talk to the outdoor manager in the area that you're trying to shop in and tell them about us, and we'll reach out to them. If you give us their information, we'll reach out to them because we're trying to grow grow our footprint and get butt grits in people's hands so they can have the same success that we're having in the woods. Beautiful. I want to say this. Butt grits is more than attractive. It helps your deer herd. It's great also for feeding birds and also wild turkeys. It's very fine, very small, easy to digest. You take one bag of butt grits and dump it, 20-pound bag, and turkeys will eat on it for two weeks. Good stuff. Wow. More information, go to com. Again, Adam, thanks for being a great guest. Remember, share the outdoors. It's God's creation. It's our right, given right, to hunt and share the outdoors. Share the outdoors. Teach our kids about this creation, this great sport of hunting. And always remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there is no reason to fear the wind. Hey, deer hunters, are you looking for an easy-to-use product to help enhance your food plots and enhance the health of your overall deer herd? You need to check out Soil Pro Outdoors. They are the soil health experts. They've developed a revolutionary and groundbreaking approach to taking food plots to the next level. It's easy to use. can be applied with something as simple as a handheld sprayer. Enhance antler size, the health of your herd, and the health of your soil. Soil Pro Outdoors help produce the highest quality forage possible. All natural approach to improving soil health. Find them on Facebook at Soil Pro Outdoors. Soil Pro Outdoors, the soil health expert. What we do from a whipper wheel to an old owl's Sitting still till it's time to shoot American roots. Take it to a holler. Take it to a field.